The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. I do want to take this opportunity to thank each of you for being weekly listeners to The Greenhouse Effect. And honestly, this has been something that has been extremely exciting for me to do. And this week, we're going to be talking about something that I think all of us battle and all of us struggle with. But I titled this week's episode, Time is Getting Away. And I think no teenager feels more secure than when he or she is at home with the ones closest to him or her. And when they're around their parents, they just naturally act like themselves. They can be goofy. They can be silly. They can 100% be themselves. And I wanted to ask you, starting off, if you've ever had an experience when you've been at the grocery store, whether or not when you are a child or recently, if your kids have done this, and you're there at the grocery store and you turn around and your parents aren't there, and the wave of of panic completely overcomes you, doesn't it? It's like, oh no. And until you get back in the sight of your parents, that panic is there. And, and it just absolutely is scary. And one thing I know is that you cannot control time, but you can only determine what you do with the time that you have. Families are designed by God to nurture each other and to spend quality time with each other. And so we're going to get into a little bit of a discussion today and just talk about what does that time look like in your life? Because if you think about the word nurture, it literally means to care for, to encourage the growth and development of an individual. And every single individual in a family plays a role in the nurturing process. You know, you could have um, a newborn baby and they still play a role in nurturing your family. And so for our specific family, we have, um, I'm 28 years old, my wife's 26, and then we have four-year-old twin boys And then we have a 19-month-old baby. And so, but everybody plays a role in the nurturing process of our family. For example, even though Clinton is obviously only 19 years old, and months old rather, he's not going to sit us down and give us um, some deep theological encouragement. But we do sit down in the evenings And we will sit around and just absolutely laugh at some of the things he does. And um, he's just an absolute character. He's funny. And Cooper and Graham, they have their own personalities. And that's all part of the nurturing process. And so when Cooper and Graham, um, they'll laugh at things that Clinton do. And then they'll go and spend time in their bedrooms together. And they'll play and carry on and have a good time. But... That's part of the family's 
the 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 way that God designed the family to nurture and feed off of each other and grow. But every individual plays a role in that nurturing process. There's different types of nurturing that has to take place. There's spiritual nurturing. So that would obviously look like, you know, maybe centering around God's word, centering around prayer, where there is a formal time of taking time together as a family to do family devotions. And there's a nurturing that takes place, um, growth or development in God's word together as a family where you would come together and, and grow and study God's word and pray together and share prayer requests, share things that are going on in each other's lives with spiritual concerns, spiritual needs. Um, that would look like in our personal case, um, we've been praying for the salvation of our boys. You know, they're coming to the age where four years old, some would would think maybe that that's still a little bit young, but I know um, my my brother Alex, he got saved at a very young age and he understood fully. And so there are individuals that understand at a young age. And so we're going to be um, talking about that. And so I'm so thankful for our Sunday school teachers that invest in and talk about salvation on a weekly basis that tell the stories of Jesus and tell the stories of, you know, how Jesus died on the cross. And and then the boys come home and they'll talk to us about those stories. And so we'll get to have those conversations with them. But that's a spiritual nurturing. And then there's emotional nurturing. There's um, an emotional connection that we need to have with our kids. And a lot of times the emotional connection is the trickiest. It's it's tough. It's difficult to have some of these discussions that they need to have and to be able to have. But nonetheless, it's very crucial that we make sure that we have these conversations and discussions with them. It could be something that was said to them at school or something that they heard that they need to talk about and they need to get off their chest and they need to to air out in the open and to to have a better understanding of um you know how to process and handle certain things and so there's an emotional nurturing they need to develop and be able to express their emotions and and be able to understand how to process some of those things and then there's physical nurturing obviously when we um go through teenagers there's a lot of changes physically that naturally happen and I don't have to dive into all of those things and I honestly I have four-year-old boys I don't personally understand all of those things and how to parent from that standpoint but all of these take a lot of time they take a lot of transparency between the parents and teenagers and so it, it takes a lot of Um, intentionality of sitting down and taking time to spiritually nurture your child, to emotionally nurture your child, to physically nurture, and to work through some of these conversations. And, you know, you might have um, uh, your son sit down and say, hey, dad, I'm getting feelings for this girl. And, you know, hey, mom, I'm getting feelings for this boy. 
you know, what do I do? How do I go about it? And, and there's a lot that goes into that. I know as youth pastor and my wife as youth pastor's wife, we get on a weekly basis, kids coming up to us saying, Hey, brother Avery, I like her. Hey, Mrs. Holly, I like him. And there's, there's a little bit of that. I I don't want to tell my parents. I don't want to tell anybody. And if anybody finds out, then it's going to be this awkward, you know, and, and there, there needs to be a transparency of what to do when you like somebody and how to handle those things. And so that takes time and it takes a transparency between the parents and the teenagers. And so my, my, my encouragement and my challenge would be just like you would sit down at work and discuss business meetings and goals and plans for a company and you brainstorm, you need to be able to do this with your family and you need to be able to have that same roundtable discussion where you would sit down and say, hey, look, are you having feelings for anybody? Do you like anybody? Do you um, think anybody's cute? Do you think anybody's hot? And, and just have those conversations, laugh about it, have a good time, just be open about these things. Because here's the thing, you would much rather your influence get through to them than some of their friends. And so if you don't take it upon yourself, somebody else is. And so it takes being intentional. Making the nurturing process with your kids is absolutely a priority. It's not something that you can neglect I I think of the miracle at the pool of Siloam with the blind man. Remember how Jesus said in, in John chapter 9, verse number 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. When is a good time to have these conversations with your kids? Really, honestly, in the culture that we live in, everybody's busy. Everyone has crazy agendas. Your kids are coming and going and everybody's running and gunning. I understand that. But at the same time, there might not ever be a good time, but you better make some good time, right? Because the night cometh when no man can work. And in other words, hey, now's the good time. Now's a good time. After work tonight, Make it a point tonight to have these conversations to start this and say, hey, look, we don't normally do this, but we're going to start something new. We're going to start being intentional about some things. James 4.14 says, whereas ye know not what ye shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Hey, it is hard to make time. It's hard to to have some of these conversations. It's, it's awkward to have some of these conversations. And there's ways to go about it, obviously. But my mom shared a meme with us this week, and it really stood out to me. It says, obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your heart. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your heart. Communication is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Hey, life will never be easy. It will always be hard. But we can choose our hard. Pick wisely.
It's hard to make time for kids. Yes, it is, right? We all have crazy busy things. It's easier to send them off to their bedrooms with their iPads. It's easier to say, hey, look, go outside and get out of my hair. You're on my last nerve. I'm trying to finish this episode. I'm trying to um, do something. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to X, Y, Z. You fill in the blank, right? But it's about finding balance and protecting it at all costs. Spend time with each of your kids as individuals. Look, each of your kids have separate needs and they want to know specific things separately. There's a lot of things that your kids around a dinner table, even if you get family conversations rolling, that they might not ask in a group setting. I love something that my wife started And I think it's extremely important, even though we have identical twin boys, my wife has started taking our boys out to the store with her and just different things, fun things individually, because Cooper has specific needs that Holly is honing in on and Graham has specific needs that she is honing in on. And I think that's extremely important wise to see as a parent that all of our kids have separate needs and to just always treat them in the same exact schedule and the same exact routine. Look, we have to tap into, if you have one kid, obviously, you know, the routine is going to look the same, but if, if there's several different kids in the equation to treat it all individually, tap into them as individuals. Tell your kids that you love them every single day. Hey, teenager that's listening to this podcast, hey, tell your mom and dad that you love them every single day. Look, life is a vapor. It appears for a little time and is gone. Try to create a phone-free environment at a certain time each day. It might be a dinner without phones. It might be two hours after dinner. But disconnect from everything and plug into each other. I'm telling you, this would absolutely change the dynamic in your home. Have you ever had those moments when you find something out about someone so close to you that live inside your home like two to three weeks later? Isn't that sad? Isn't that bad? And we're busy. We're extremely um, always on the go individuals. And I would hope that that wouldn't be the case that, you know, your kids are going through life and, and you're going through life. And then you, you come to find something out that happened in your kid's life two weeks later, or your kids find something out that you got a big job promotion, or, you know, you've been working hard on a project and you just closed the chapter on it. And it was three weeks after everything happened and you got the promotion and they're just now finding out about it. Hey, look, let's take the time to be intentional in our conversation. Let's take the time to let our kids know um, each and every day. Let's, let's make sure that, that just like we schedule um, commute time to work, just like we schedule the time while we're at work 
and we schedule our commute time home and we schedule picking up kids from school and running and gunning here and there and everywhere and dinner with friends and gym time and the list goes on forever of priorities that we have in our life. Hey, let's schedule a little time sitting on the couch, decorating the Christmas tree, enjoying a fire, enjoying the dinner table, baking cookies together, and and let's just enjoy each other. Enjoy each other's presence. Look, when you think about it, 18 years is here and it's gone. Some of you listening to this podcast, your kids are already out of the house and you know how fast it went. And you would do anything to have some of that that time back to drink a cup of coffee again with your child. And so be intentional and cherish every moment that you have. Make sure that you're enjoying the time that you get. Hey, God bless each and every one of you. Let's have a fervor and a passion to grow our kids each and every day. I'm praying for y'all. I love each of you. I'm extremely excited to be growing with you all on a daily basis. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.